Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and today we're talking about Laundry 101. It's part of our 101 series where I'm taking you through your home, my home, everyone's home and the main spaces that you have, talking about the tips and tricks for both decluttering and organizing. The idea of this series is we are like 400 odd episodes into the podcast and sometimes new listeners ask me, where do I start? Or if you're wanting to get into decluttering, you're like, okay, I want to go systematically through my home. It saves you having to scroll through hundreds and hundreds of episodes to find the specific ones you're after. Instead, what you can do is go to Laundry 101, have a look at the show notes. You'll not only get this episode, but then all of the episodes that I've done that relate to laundry, you'll also be able to find an access. So the idea is you've got this kind of hub of organizing and decluttering. And of course, can you believe that over 1,100 of you have signed up to the 101 um, course? It's a free course. All you need to do is jump into the show notes. You'll see the link to that. And what you'll find is I've got the decluttering checklist. I've got the laundry organizing uh, cheat sheet, and I've got some additional resources in there for you. Originally, I'd planned on doing laundry and bathroom as one. And then what I thought, trying to make things as simple as possible for you guys is I'm actually going to do laundry and bathroom as two episodes, but I'm going to drop them both this week. So it'll be a bonus episode later on this week. And that way you can really clarify when you're doing your laundry or you're doing your bathroom. So, so far we've done kitchen and we've done pantry. The reason I wanted to do laundry organizing and decluttering next is because the laundry is absolutely one of my favorite places in a home to organize. It's because it's such a utilitarian space. It's a hardworking space. It's a space that mostly is only used by your family. And if it's used by anyone else, it's usually like a housekeeper or a support worker, or maybe you've got a family member, your mum, or someone comes and helps. But it is this workhorse of a space in your home. And some of you will have big laundries and some will have just a washer-dryer combo behind a cupboard door. And whichever you have and wherever it is on the scale of laundry, beautiful sizeness, I'm hoping that there'll be some tips and tricks in this for you. I'll explain to you how my laundry sits in our house. Um, so we've got a long skinny laundry. It's not in a cupboard. So it's not a European laundry. It's a room and everything's just along one side. So washing machine, bench with one small cupboard underneath and then the trough and then, you know, how everyone has the under sink storage underneath your laundry trough. Um, well, that's what I've got and it doesn't keep much in it because there's so many pipes. It's just some cleaning products. Our house doesn't have a broom cupboard. We don't have really any storage for washing baskets or even putting all your bits and bobs from the laundry so what we've done is we've kind of added additional storage into our laundry to make it more functional. It definitely hasn't made it a lot prettier, although I did paint all the shelves in my laundry pink and I did put like a butterfly wall decals on the wall because I was like, you know what, I spend a lot of time in this room. Um, and then my beautiful son, Jesse, took over doing the laundry. Now he's the one that gets to do it in the pink laundry. But the idea is that it's a functional space. So what we keep in our laundry may be different to what you keep in your laundry. We have a dirty clothes basket, so most families will have somewhere where the dirty washing goes in the laundry. You may also have dirty laundry baskets in bathrooms or bedrooms. I've got a client who's got one in the living space because that's where the kids just tend to get undressed and so it saved them forever walking around the house picking up clothes and then chomping them down to the laundry. 
you want to have if you've got a bench space this is this is one of my organizing tips is if you have bench space in your laundry try as much as humanly possible to keep it clear if your laundry bench is clear it means that you can more easily use it for folding or ironing or sorting or spreading something out or doing a project it just really gives you that utility space and it's so tempting. I know it's really tempting to allow things to build up on it. You might be tempted to have your laundry powders build up on it or maybe the pet food or maybe a bucket of pegs. But I want to challenge you to look at your laundry and look at the spaces and see how you can kind of solve these clutter problems that may otherwise be on your bench. So for us, one of the things that was always on our bench was our laundry liquids and our stain remover. And so what I did is I put a really slim line shelf above the washing machine and below the dryer. So we've got them above and below each other with a gap in between. We've got a top loader and it's a really slim shelf. So when you open up the washing machine lid, you're not then banging against the shelf, but it allowed me to put just the liquids and the spray that we use regularly on there. And it just cleared it off the bench. Another thing that I found that was often on the bench was our peg holders. You know, they're like octopus peg holder. uh, octopus peg things that you like put undies and socks on it's for all your smalls and it's really a simple way of keeping the pairs together or using the most out of your washing line space and I found that they were always lying on the bench because once we bought the clothes in and they were off I didn't really know what to do with them because they're quite bulky so I actually hung a rail in my wad in my in my wardrobe in my laundry so that I could hang them up there when they're empty and that has cleared off the bench What I also did, I said I put those shelves in and I painted them pink and that's where I put things like batteries, globes, we keep our gardening gloves and our gardening safety, so goggles and things like that. I keep my sewing kit up there. So it's just the space that's, you know, all those bits and pieces that you need a space for. Sometimes people have them in the junk drawer in the kitchen. We don't have a junk drawer. We've chosen not to do that. But what I find is having these items containerized in the laundry is a really, really great thing because it doesn't matter that there's just a whole lot of containers with labels on them. It means I can find what I need when I need it and everything is up off the bench. And I don't, you know how so many homes, and you might be one of them, have a couple of batteries in the kitchen and a couple of batteries in the desk drawer. And there might be some batteries in the fruit bowl and some in the laundry and some in the garage. I find the laundry for us because we don't have an enormous house and we don't have a lot of storage The laundry is really hardworking. I keep all my everyday tools in the laundry because we also don't have a garage or a carport. And so under the bench, I've got containers with all the different tools because we don't even have a garden shed anymore. So it really is the place where that utility stuff is kept and used and it's high functioning because so much goes on in there. I'm giving you these organizing tips first because I think once you have a look at your space differently, you'll start to naturally declutter as you set up your organizing things. So I'm doing it a little bit differently today. Another thing that I see in homes, I feel like every single day, is families who don't quite know where to put washing baskets when there's no washing in them. So you may have got to the end of your washing cycle, so everyone's put their clothes away and you might have three or four washing baskets that are now empty And you'll use them again tomorrow or maybe tonight when you're doing another load of washing, but for the moment they're empty. And what tends to happen is they sit on top of the washing machine, they sit on the bench, they sit over the trough, they sit on the floor, they sit in the lounge room. If at all possible, 
have a look at the space in your laundry and see if there's somewhere that you could create a storage home for your laundry baskets. What I've found for myself and other clients is once you actually have a home for the laundry baskets, there's a higher incentive to put the clothes away and empty them because you know that the washing basket can then go somewhere. Otherwise, what tends to happen is the washing basket, for instance, may stay in your bedroom. It's got clean clothes in it. You put the clothes away and then the laundry basket goes back on the floor. And then all of a sudden, it's got just random stuff in it. It's got a present that you bought for your niece for the weekend. It's got a pair of boots that you kind of need to return. It's got some things that the kids bought in that you haven't taken back out yet. And it now becomes a doom box. So if once your laundry basket's empty, you have somewhere to put it, that is really going to help the flow in your laundry and in your home. How we did it is I installed a shelf, the width of my laundry baskets on their side. So I definitely didn't have any space where they could sit flat. But I created a space between the dryer and the wall, put a slimline shelf in there and my washing baskets fit in beautifully. And I just love it. Yes, I have to get them down every second day, but the fact that they're away is worth its weight in gold. I've seen lots of clients who will um, install quite a big like S, uh, S ring um, hook. And so you might hang it on the back of a door or you might... Um, like put it into your plasterboard so that your washing baskets can hang from a hook. That is also another great way to do it. How can you get them off the floor, out of your way, and in a place that anyone can put them away and anyone can grab them when they need them? If you are thinking, yeah, Amy, it sounds like you've got a huge laundry. I've got no ideas. Here's another idea that I did. We were stuck on where to keep spare towels. So we're in a really old house. When it we get a really big downpour, we have several places that water will come in. And so we do need towels that we can have as old towels. It doesn't matter if, you know, they're sitting in dirty water or we need to use them outside or if the kids have been playing sport on really hot days, sometimes I'll grab one and put it on the the chair in the car because I don't want my car seat smelling like sweat. So I didn't know where to put my old towels. And so I saw this on Pinterest maybe 10 years ago but someone had put a shelf above the door frame. So when you walk into my laundry, you don't immediately have that lift of the door frame up to the ceiling. There's actually like a little ledge there and then it's up to the ceiling. But do you know what? It's my laundry and it doesn't really matter. And what I've done then is I've put that up there with some brackets and now my old towels live up there. It's such a good place for them because we don't need them every day. We don't even need them every week, but they're easy to grab. And there really was no other space in our house. Most of you will know, I also don't have a linen cupboard. So I couldn't just have like the old towels in the linen cupboard. And so thinking like, okay, above the door. Okay. Yeah. I could put storage there next to the washing machine. It's only maybe 15 centimeters wide, but could I put something there? If you've got an ironing board, but you don't actually iron very much, Maybe it's time to get rid of the ironing board and the space that that takes up and instead get one of those little fold-out ones or just get a steamer and admit to yourself you're never going to iron again. That is the other option. All right, I'm going to come back in just a second with some tips around decluttering and a few other hacks that I use to keep my laundry organised. I will be back in just a second. If you are someone who keeps your cleaning products in your laundry, I'm going to recommend that you pick the cleaning products that you love and use. So you might have one multi-purpose spray. You might have something for maybe the shower and bathroom. 
and maybe you've got one other cleaning spray. Try and get it down to the most minimal number of different items. You want to reduce the quantity of products that you use if possible. Find products that can be used in multiple spaces for multiple purposes. And so then you naturally have less products to store. And then look at getting a cleaning caddy. So it's like a little bucket with a handle that's got spots for you to put maybe your rags, a cleaning brush, it might, you might wear gloves when you clean and then you're cleaning products. If you can just have that under the bench or on a shelf so that when you need to clean, you can grab that and carry it around to the bathrooms and the kitchen and the laundry and wherever else you're cleaning, that is also going to streamline the organization of your laundry. And this kind of goes for under the kitchen sink as well. Often what I see is people have lots and lots of different products that all kind of do the same thing, but there might be a quarter left in each bottle. So use up what you've got in the bottles that kind of a single purpose, single use products, use them up, get rid of them and be really intentional about the products that you buy. If you can find a product that's good for the environment, good for your health, does the job that you need it to do, just stick with that one. Don't feel like you have to have every cleaning product under the sun. Actually having some that you can keep succinctly organized is going to make it so much easier to clean and so much easier to organize as well. And so that's where that decluttering comes in is you start to think, okay, do I really need four different types of laundry liquid? Plus I've got a softener, plus I've got powder just in case I run out of liquid. Plus I've got a different spray and I've got this paste that I can put on. And do you actually need all of those products? Or can you simplify it and say, we just use this one liquid and one stain remover? There may be a million reasons. If you've got a kid that plays cricket a lot, you're probably going to want nappy sand on hand. But maybe it's time to assess and declutter products that you actually don't use. Or maybe you've got a big container of rags and you just keep adding to it whenever a t-shirt kind of goes or a pair of shorts or a singlet or any of those things and you chuck it in rags, but you don't actually use rags very often go through and cull that rag collection or sponge collection or globes. Do you have globes for light fittings that you no longer have? Do you have batteries that have been there for 10 years and so out of date and don't don't work anymore? Maybe you've got, this was a big one for me when um, when I became an adult, is shoe cleaning products. So when I was little, one of my chores was that I had to clean everybody's shoes every single night. So I would use shoe polish and a shoe, a shoe brush, a scrubby thing, and I would clean everybody's shoes. As an adult, I've never used uh, shoe polish or anything like that. If my shoes need to clean, I'll just use a wet cloth and wipe them over it because usually it's just that they're dusty. So maybe you've got products that you thought you would use, but you actually don't. Like maybe you've got leather cleaner that you don't really use or you've got a varnish or you've got a silver cleaner. All of those things are in most laundries around the world, but very, very, very rarely are they actually being used to their capacity and they're usually just taking up space. And so what you might like to do is to kind of gauge whether or not you're using these products is to get containers, and this is going back to that organising, is have some containers that you can have like specialty cleaning which might be your shoe cleaner it might be your silver cleaner it might be your varnish it might be your leather cleaner or your wood cleaner and put them together and just kind of gauge have you touched them in 12 months and if you haven't guess what I'm going to say it might be time to let them go again if you've got an ironing board that you never use it might be time to let it go how many vacuums do you have how many vacuums do you have 
I'm going to admit that we have two. <laughs> I've got a stick vacuum and I've also got one that plugs in. Um, both are awesome and we use them both for different reasons. But you know what? I, I totally could live with just one. Cal really wants both. So we're going to keep both. But do you have a stick vac, maybe a dust buster, plus a plug-in vacuum, plus you've got a robo vac? Maybe it's time to declutter your vacuums. Maybe it's time to sell them online, speak to a charity, see if they'd like one, pass it on to someone who's moving out of home for the first time. Vacuums are huge and they come with all those accessories. So what I would say is when you have a vacuum and you get all the accessories, put them in a snaplock bag, label the snaplock bag with the vacuum that it came with. So you, you might say it's a Dyson whatever model and then put it in a container or at the top of the shelf and only pull out the pieces that you're actually going to use and need to have really accessible. So that way when it's time to declutter that vacuum for whatever reason, you can grab that bag and it can go with it. There's like hundreds of vacuum pieces in homes that I have been in that they're like, oh, I can't remember which vacuum this belongs to. And so they end up getting out the vacuum cleaner and spending 20 minutes trying on all these different attachments because they simply can't remember if it's a vacuum from 20 years ago or the Fandangle amazing one that they bought 12 months ago. There's reusable shopping bags that tend to breed in laundries and under kitchen sinks. So have a think about how many do you need? Do you always forget them and say really the right place for them is actually in the boot of the car rather than in your laundry? Maybe you've got those folding clothes errors. We've got a couple of those. We've actually now put hooks on the wall and they sit really slim line against our wall. And that way we're not forever, you know, tripping over them or they're not coming apart or we don't leave them around the house. Have a think about how you can use that wall storage, roof storage, top of the door storage, tiny little spaces between things. How can you set up a system that uses that space well so that it is an efficient and functional space and not a space that you walk into and, and honestly just feel overwhelmed? We have a washing line outside but sometimes in the middle of spring, even though it's beautiful weather, it gets pollen on it and I get hay fever and so I don't like my clothes going up there. So sometimes if for the sake of, you know, my hay fever or maybe for the sake of time or for the sake of your body and having to, you know, hang things up and bring them in and the time, maybe it's that you do put things over clothes errors or maybe it is that you do use your dryer. So think about the functionality. How easy is it to get things onto a an air a folding error how easy is it for you to hang shirts up somewhere do you need to have a long hook on the wall so when shirts come out of the wash you shake them put them on a coat hanger and let them dry there there are so many hacks for laundry decluttering and organizing I mean I, I've just spoken for 19 minutes about it and I could keep going but for your sake I won't but get into your laundry declutter things that you're not using declutter things that are actually like aspirational. I really should do this to my shoes or my clothes or my leather or whatever. Let go of that and just keep the things you're using and have a space that you don't dread going into, but you actually enjoy. So for my decluttering checklist, jump into the show notes. You'll be able to find the link to download that. I've got some videos in there for you. And then later this week, uh, make sure you tune back in because I'll be coming back to you with bathroom decluttering and organizing. I hope that this series is super helpful for you. Share it with a friend. And until later in this week, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. 
I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.